welcome to couch potato. Hey guys, Brittany Spears here, back with another episode of the Couch Potato Podcast, which of course talks about everything that is non-nutrition related, because, I don't know, hit me baby one more time. Um, and also, just warning in advance, if I have to cut the podcast off at any stage, it's because my dog's barking. She's old, she has anxiety, I mean, she's basically just me, uh, but female. Whereas I don't identify as anything other than a legend. Um, yeah, episode seven, episode seven of uh, Couch Potato Podcast uh, with Captain Audible Chocolate himself, aka the Moist Maker, aka aka me. <laughs> Um, running on absolute fumes today, guys, because I feel like I'm hungover because I actually don't sleep. Uh, don't copy that lifestyle choice, by the way. And that is not a lifestyle choice. That is when your dog has a UTI and has to wake up and piss every five seconds at night. I feel like I may as well just have a bloody child. Also, that is not an invitation. I think you actually need to go near people to have a child as well, so I'd probably... Uh, cuts me out of those sweepstakes uh, but yeah anyway so like <laughs> we'll probably get on to what we're actually going to talk about today um, and you're probably wondering what the hell that word means in the title but uh, we'll get on to that in a wee while um, yeah the uh, the last episode that we did episode 6 was obviously somewhat different like it was a bit I suppose a bit more out there for something you would normally expect and it was kind of I was sort of worried to do something like that for all the two people that listen just in case they judge me because I really do care what people think trust me I really do also sipping on a monster zero feel free to sponsor me and for everyone who gets turned on by the sound of me drinking monster zero it's like that ASMR thing not that I know what that is of course <laughs> Um, so yeah, so uh, a lot of folks actually, um, in all seriousness, messaged me about the last episode and said that a lot of the stuff that I spoke about kind of resonated with them and, and there were things that they could take away that were actually helpful, which I think is the first time, you know, someone's ever said that to me. Um, so I figured... I mean, I could sit here all day, I could talk to you about the pros and cons of protein distribution or sort of various ways of maximizing protein post-workout and I could go into the very itty-bitty nuances of that in terms of like 20 grams of protein post-workout maximizes muscle protein synthesis or you could have less than that and add in some leucine, which is an amino acid, which triggers uh, muscle protein synthesis. It's kind of like the on switch for it. Um, but I'm not going to do that because quite frankly, that's boring. Um, well, it's not boring. I, it turns me on, but I'm, for most people that are seeing it, probably won't do much for them. Um, but one of the things that I sort of really wanted to talk about and I've kind of wanted to talk about for a wee while, and something that I speak about 
to or speak about speak to people about in person um is actually this sort of i don't know if it's kind of like a grand realization that there is a massive mental health problem in the world and i don't know if it's because of covid and people having a lot of their sort of identity stripped away from them you know most people kind of are their job and without their job they don't really have much else and that is not a slight on people that is sort of society as a culture kind of breeds you to be that way like you go to primary school you try to get your best marks in the 11 plus or hires or whatever it would be to get into a secondary school grammar school whatever to go to your GCSEs, to hopefully then go to your A-levels, to get into a university, to do a subject that you're probably not too sure of, to then complete your degree, which means absolutely nothing because employers want experience. How the fuck are you supposed to get experience whenever you're in uni? And then you go and do a job that's probably not related to your degree that you don't like, and you do that for approximately, say, oh, I don't know, 50 years, and then you retire and then you die. That's basically how it works. Um, somewhere along the way, you might get married to someone that you can tolerate and have kids that are wee bastards on planes um, who cry and shit themselves all the time and it's really annoying. Um, and you might do some good in the world and actually adopt like a dog or something along the way. So that is essentially how life works. Uh, but for most people, now that they've had the best part of five, six months, um, where that entire... Um, what would you even call it? It's sort of like a railroad to death, <laughs> uh, which is probably some kind of like Asian horror movie. Um, they've been able to, to kind of take a, a step off that, or, or or at least paused off of it for a while, and, and now they're kind of forced with looking at their life in a more critical way because they don't have the job that is their identity they don't have you know all these things that kind of dictate their day for them and they're just kind of left with their own thoughts and uh it's just i've been uh, like i've been getting into philosophy a lot more and i'm trying to understand why we do what we do and uh why it is the way it is and why people are struggling and um like i'm a big fan of japanese culture like i f like i'm i wouldn't say i fall into the bracket of people who are struggling with their mental health like i would say probably i'm the best place i've been in a very long time but that's only because i kind of accept who i am and i'm quite happy with who i am and what i do and sort of what my purpose and all that sort of stuff is and you know, I've, I've got a really nice ass, so why the fuck would I be depressed? <laughs> uh, God. I hope no one listens to this. Um, but I love, like, one of the things I really love is Japanese culture. Um, because they don't give a shit about what anyone thinks. And I think that is so, like, what's the way to describe it? There's a certain freedom to it, I guess, to just be who you are and the world will accept you or it won't. And either way, you don't care. But they, um, 
so obviously they've got their own philosophers and what have you um but they have this term and it kind of resonated a lot with me um for kind of this whole scenario that i've been rambling on about for like the best part of 10 minutes um and in in japan they have this philosophy called ikigai which essentially means like your purpose for being right and ikigai is structured on sort of four pillars um and it's essentially you find your purpose for being and it's kind of met with these four pillars which are sort of what you're good at what you love to do um what the world needs and ultimately what makes money as well um and i'll go into sort of those in depth and sort of what they've actually been but i just thought it was such a a relevant thing like a relevant way of thinking for the current environment because i see so many people who have uh say like professions so like a profession could be sort of what you're good at and, and sort of what the world needs or like an occupation would be like sort of what makes money like um like a necessary sort of occupation would be like sort of what the world needs like those kind of things but they're never they're never that sort of there's not not like a great english translation for it but there's they're not the ikigai if if you know what i mean so and i feel like what i do is cl- probably as close as i'm going to get to that sort of sense of ikigai if not that is what it is it is what it is um so yeah so i thought like i'd, I'd like introduce people to that and sort of talk about it a bit more because i just find it so interesting um so the first pillar that they mention or talk about is sort of what you're good at and i suppose that goes into who you are as a person sort of what are your strengths because i feel like a lot of people will want to do things that they're not good at for whatever reason um maybe to meet some kind of societal uh expectation or sort of family expectation or or whatever so like they they're pushing their weaknesses and ultimately they might only end up ever being sort of mediocre when they could be doing something that they could be one of the best in the world at which you know even if you look at athletics like how many people have gone from one sport to the other at a young age and like really flourished because who they are as a person and sort of what they're capable of doing suits the other sport much better um but i suppose kind of like in a general public kind of way you can look at it um sort of at basis sort of levels of of um who we are as people is developed on the sort of the the nature nature and, and nurture uh not really a philosophy but it's more kind of like how we become who we are so nature would be like who you are intrinsically as a person like your beliefs and whatever it kind of shapes your personality i guess and nurture or is it the other way around anyway um nurture would be sort of the cultivation of skills which ultimately anyone can develop like if you work like and that's 
that's one of the things that I think bothers me a lot of the time is that people will find something that they love and ultimately not pursue it because they, they haven't got the skill set yet to do so. So a lot of people, like, how many people have you heard would say, oh, I'd love to write a book and then turn around and say, I'm no good at writing? Well, it's because you've never fucking written before. Like, actually spend some time trying, like, just do, instead of instantly saying, I can't, which is ultimately kind of the message that's been perpetuated for so long by society because you're supposed to do things a certain way you're not supposed to do xyz you're not supposed to practice and and try to become great at what you love to do or what you might be good at like you're supposed to do some shit fucking office job that you might not like like you like there's some people out there who might want to genuinely be the world's best bin man and yet they're stuck in some recruitment job that they fucking hate. And likewise, there might be bin men out there who would love to be in recruitment. And ultimately would be shunned because of their background or um, sort of not having the requisite skills to do so. Because they've never, they've never once sort of wanted to try. Um, but I think like that's, it's obviously like a, it's quite a, uh, <laughs> it's actually so common that people do things for the sake of doing them without necessarily being good at them. Um, you know, and, and ultimately I think there does need to be the nature and nurture things need to complement each other. Like you can't have someone who has all the skills, but like the nurture side of it, but not the, the, sort of the natural personality for a profession and hope that they're going to be the best in the world at what they do. Like you can't have uh, a GP, for example, who lacks empathy. What happens if someone with diabetes comes in the door? And yes, the GP might know exactly how to treat them, but never ever sort of develops a relationship in which they truly help them, like understand why they're in this situation to begin with. They're simply reacting to what's in front of them. Um, but that's kind of like a, a bit of a fucking rabbit hole that's a bit too deep for me to get into. Uh, I was going to make another dirty joke there, but <laughs> I think I'll just leave it. Um, yeah, so that's like, that's that's kind of the first pillar is like what you're good at. And um Ultimately, even then, you know, I think there is a, there is kind of this almost like a leap of faith to go and try to be good at something that you believe you could be good at if you've never been introduced to it before, like... Well, I could just use myself as an example. So, like, I've never been self-employed before. My first venture into it, the first time I did it, I was shit. Like, I didn't know anything. Failed miserably. And for most people, that would be the end of it. But I'm quite resilient. And I know, like, and it kind of goes back, I suppose, to this ikigai sort of concept that I might have met other pillars and sort of kind of knew intrinsically this is what I should be doing. This is my sort of purpose for being. You know, it's it's what I love and it's it's what I consider what the world needs. But ultimately, it wasn't making money and 
I wasn't very good at it at the time, so I needed to cultivate those skills. Because if you're good at it, then you can learn how to make money from it, um, which is what I learned as a self-employed person. Anyway, that's that's the first pillar. That's the first pillar of a guy. Um, and the second one, what you love, I think is the one that most people would struggle with. Because I think most people are too afraid to go and do what they love because they feel like they have to have a shit job. And that, to me, is just such a... It, it just sets such a dangerous precedent. Like, and if anything, that's probably the true reflection of why so many people are struggling with their mental health during this whole shake-up to our normal you know, autopilot life is people are realizing that they're not doing what they love. In fact, they're probably doing mostly what they hate. And that's sort of, uh, when I say like, you do what you love, I don't mean that as all encompassing, you know. I mean, there's certainly aspects to my job that I don't love. On a macro level, though, I love it, and there's certain micro elements of it that I love as well. But it's it's I I couldn't see myself doing something else because I love it so much. Like I wake up at five a.m. to do this, to to help people because I fucking love it. Like I'm very passionate about what I do, but I was sort of lucky in a way because I I, I kind of had this opportunity to. I don't know, I guess I meld purpose and passion together, you know. So again, that's sort of me reflecting on I I may have achieved this sort of ikigai, whatever, state, I don't know, what do you even call it? Um, and it's a very, like, almost a sense of, of content. When, when, when you do realize that, like, you're... I suppose you're quite aware of like this might be your purpose for being but it's also what you love to do and I don't think a lot of people ever get that opportunity because they feel like they shouldn't enjoy their job because that's what we're told and they're too afraid to chase what they love because they're worried it might not make money or it might make someone unhappy or their family might reject them or their friends might reject them and, and quite frankly see if that's what your close circle is like then you need to in my opinion, ignore them <laughs> or find a new circle. But that's like, that's something totally different. Like I kind of had to learn that myself. And ultimately, like, you obviously can't do that to your close family, but not everyone's going to support you doing what you love because they might have never done it themselves and that might scare them or they might be jealous or whatever else. But I think for a lot of people, this time has kind of showed them that they are doing jobs and things that they might not love. But if anything, you know, you look at a pint half full, this is the perfect opportunity to address that and, and think like, well, now I can work on finding out what I do love and how do I translate that into a job or career or 
whatever else that does help me make money and i and i do have skills and whatever that would make me sort of good at it or at least i, be, I could become good at it you know and, and then ultimately you're asking yourself is this what the world needs and i do believe that like the th- like that sort of what the world needs aspect of ikigai is probably one of the easiest to answer because you can almost always justify um any sort of role to to sort of what the world needs um you know within reason i don't think like dictator <laughs> necessarily a position where the world might need it or you know an, another donald trump but you know like even just throwing it back to like a recruiter or a banker or nutritionist um fucking what else you want to call them like every single person has in some way shape or form a contribution to the world because the world needs it like you wouldn't be given money if the world didn't need it in some way shape or form but you have to ultimately especially if you're self-employed find out in what aspect the world needs it and how do you present that to the world and that's like even to go back to my first business like i knew the world needed it but i didn't know how to present it and in, in, in that sort of way you only have to look at the, the statistics for health and, and know that the world clearly needs people that can approach health in a different way because the way that we're doing it right now is just not fucking working clearly but how do you present that in a world that people can trust and be confident in and, and comes in the form of, of not just a person who can present a means to change your life but how do you put that into like a, a product and a service and a reliable trustworthy entity you know, all these sort of things um yeah what you love is a good one but it's also probably the hardest one because a lot of people haven't maybe taken the time to work that out or too afraid to go and do what they love and they think they need to just throw their whole life to one side and go and do it which in reality you could probably do what you love on the side and work on it from there and i think actually that would probably be the best approach to it because then you would still have financial security and and whatever else so that you don't fall out of love with it because of all the stresses and things that come along with it um especially if you do want to go into being self-employed which let me just tell you you don't realize how important money is until you're getting fucked up the ass with uh bills and overheads every single month and you're not making enough to cover them so word to the wise or word from the wise i don't know what the term is um don't quit your don't quit your nine to five to pursue a dream that you don't know how to monetize uh yeah that's what you love uh what the world needs i think that's pretty self-explanatory but like you can like i said you can almost always justify any position um in a way that that would sort of instigate like the world needs it uh, for whatever x reason you know i know what i do the world clearly needs and i'm very adamant in that i'm confident in that um albeit there are other people within my field who i would say the world could probably do with less of because they seem to do more harm than good but whatever 
Uh, and then what makes money? That is... The what makes money bit is kind of like the logistics of your purpose for being. So it is. So that's trying to determine like, okay, well, if I want to do this, you know, realistically, how how do I make it sustainable in a financial way? And I think we all get so caught up with like, oh, I need to make more and more and more and more and more. And what about if you just make enough to be happy and safe and secure and you can look after those that are close to you? Like, what if that is your peak state of happiness and you don't have to chase some arbitrary amount of money that would never be enough because you're chasing something that doesn't tangibly exist an awful lot of the time? Like, you look at your bank account, have you ever held that money in your hand? Like, unless you go to, like, an ATM? It's just fucking numbers. But if you can use those numbers to do things or, you know, invest in experiences or invest in yourself or, you know, even buy gifts or, like, whatever the fuck it's going to be, if you can do those things to look after yourself and other people that matter to you, and be able to give back maybe to society in some way, shape or form, if you're not already doing that through your through your occupation because you find sort of what you love um, and you find like what you're really good at, then do you really need more and more money? Like who are you, who cares? Like who are you trying to impress? People on the Malone Road. <laughs> Shout out to Belfast. Get me a bottle of Moe. And shove it up my ass. Um, yeah, shout out to Belfast Rugby Schools. <laughs> oh dear. And Box Nightclub. <sighs> so yeah, so that's kind of like the four pillars of it. The four pillars of Ikigai. That I've, at, at least sort of from my understanding of it that I've kind of been exploring into. And I found it like just, I don't know. I find this stuff so interesting. And I wonder if anyone else does, or maybe I'm just a total mental cack. Probably just mental. Um, takeaways. Takeaways? Takeaways from the podcast? Uh, you should probably stop listening to these episodes. <laughs> these are the ramblings of an absolute madman now. Um, no, I would say what, I guess what I'm trying to say is that this philosophy kind of summed it up for me in, in kind of like, um, a, a very long sort of rambly way, but we've been put in a situation now where for many of us, our identities have been stripped away because our identities were never who we were to begin with. And when we're faced with the reality that our purpose for being might not be meaningful to who we want to be or might not contribute to who we want to be or might not, we might have just been all in autopilot mode and now we're, we're kind of put in this situation where you're, you're kind of like asking the question like, who am I? Who am I really? Am I anyone? Like, what do I like to do? Who do I want to be? 
is this where I want to be? Is this who I want to be? Is this the job I want to do? Is this the relationship I want? Is this how much money I want? Is this the car that I want? Is this... Or need? I think need probably be a better term. And again, if you want to talk about being content and happy, like that obviously starts intrinsically. Um, but this is this is sort of forcing you to address, like, I guess in a way, sort of what is your purpose for being, and have you ever taken the time to to figure that out, and and have you ever taken the time to actually pursue what you believe your purpose for being is? You know, what are you good at, and why don't you build on that? What do you love? Why don't you chase that? What does the world need that you can contribute? What is unique to you that you can contribute to the world? How can you help people? How can you push forward society? How can you how can you leave this place in a better way than it was? If not for your friends and family, for your kids, for the next generation, for at least for dogs, for the love of dogs, you know. And then ultimately, how can you take all that and, and and make it a career, make it sustainable, make it secure, make it safe, you know, create that sort of financial income around it that will support you furthering that for as long as you wish to chase it? Because we obviously change over time. Like, I don't think I'll be doing this exact same what I'm doing today, 10 years from now. I think I'll probably be doing more corporate talks and I'll probably have a lot more autonomy with the business and all these kind of things so I can focus on how I can help more people. Like my ultimate mission is to, I guess, at least in some part, help change the land or what the fuck did I just say there? Help change the health landscape of Ireland and Northern Ireland because it's my home and I and I care. Like I love the people here. Some of them are arseholes, yes. But I love where I'm from, I love the people here. And I'd love to see them flourish in a way that I've seen many people not. Especially when you consider sort of the rates of suicide here and, and the general state of health. It's quite it's quite sad really for this little country which is ours and we're almost a little happy corner of the world that kind of like looks out for each other and you know you're walking down the street and everyone you meet says hello and how you doing and you don't really get that anywhere else so why wouldn't you want to see it in its best way and that's sort of like how I see it but ultimately like that is that is why I believe that I'm I found my ikigai because I can kind of see how it changes over time and know that it's not static. But that doesn't mean that you can have an ikigai that, it, that isn't static. If you want to be a doctor who works in, uh, I don't know, intensive care, and that's all you want to do, you know, no matter how difficult it is, that's all you want to do for the rest of your life. And you're happy and it's clearly what the world needs and it's, Jesus, it clearly makes money, you've seen their cars and you're good at it, then then what else do you need, you know, so, um, yeah, no mentions of Kim Kardashian's ass today, unfortunately, 
no mentions of me being single, unfortunately. No real good crack, to be honest, guys. Um, just real wholesome content here on Couch Potato. Uh, and of course, you can still buy my uh, my feet photos on my uh, OnlyFans account, which is only jams with a Z. All one word. Um, wholesome content only. PG-13. Um, yeah. I don't know how you're supposed to finish these. And I don't think Bone Apple Teeth is appropriate for a bit of a 30-minute podcast about philosophy, but I'd be keen to get your guys' thoughts, I guess, and see what you guys think about it and sort of why you think that the world is kind of... Obviously, we've fallen into a bit of a health crisis, but like also a, a more physical health, but also the mental health crisis, like why you think we're kind of where we are with these things. This is, I guess, my idea about it, but who the fuck listens to me, am I right? Well, probably you if you're still listening, but you probably don't. There's a difference between listening and taking on board. I would advise not to take on board what I have to say. Yeah, anyway, guys. I uh, hope you liked the episode. I don't even know what episode it is. Episode 7, probably. I can't believe I've lost count having moved into double digits. But, um, yeah. I appreciate everyone who listened to the last one. I appreciate everyone who listened to this one, if anyone does. And um, and all the feedback from the last one. And ever since we started doing them from day one has been great. So, I, I you know, I have to say thanks for that. But, yeah. I hope you guys enjoyed this one. I hope it... Um, there were some takeaways from it, I'm sure there was, hopefully. Um, and I'm, I was going to say we'll do another one soon, but I don't know. Depends on the mood take me. We'll do, uh, there will be another one, eventually, at some stage, in the future, might, uh, possibly. Yeah, anyways. Thanks, guys. I hope you enjoyed it, and um, yeah, as always, appreciate you tuning in. Look after yourselves and wash them hands.